Hello and welcome to the Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one minute at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 37, which starts with uh, the second half of the line that ended last week. Uh, good night, Last sweet. week. Last, yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> good night, sweet maiden of the golden ale, and ends with the ring uh, in the fireplace revealing itself out of the envelope. How does me, Senpai? Yeah. I kind of want to... It's funny because it's... Right when the minute ends, it's peeking out just at, like... I mean, more than a little bit, but... It's like a little Kilroy. But it's still it's still covered up by a little bit of envelope, so I want to Photoshop it so it has, like, the anime eyes. Like, the big, watery anime eyes. Yeah. And the, the big smile and the blush and just be like... <laughs> cute little instrument of terrible destruction yeah yeah i mean that's what anime is right yeah i guess <laughs> like most anime protagonists yeah um so what do we have to talk about for this one so we get the the little tail end of the green dragon in scene right rosie is still cleaning that cup she's it's a different cup it's a bigger one it's a bigger cup. she's moved on to bigger and better things. I see. So it's like she just really wants Sam to see her cleaning a cup. I don't understand why. I think, like, you know how when... Also, why is she cleaning a cup at the door? Right? Man. She's either, like, really diligent or that's the only job she has. <laughs> All right, Rosie, you're going to stand around and look pretty and clean cups. Okay. I mean, whatever. As long as you pay me well, I'll do that. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. She's standing at the door saying goodnight to everybody, still cleaning one cup. Like that fantasy trope of like the bartender cleaning the one dirty glass all the time. Yeah, it's never clean. Yeah. <laughs> Every glass in the place is dirty, but this one, this one needs attention. <laughs> they don't look super dirty, though. Like, no, they look very clean. You know how with some fantasy bars, everything is like grungy? <laughs> the Green Dragon Inn is all like... It's very homely. Yeah. Yeah. That's because it's hobbits. That's what I'm saying. There, do you think there's a dive bar where know. everything's really grungy? Maybe. And there's this nasty old guy that just hunches over the bar and is like, what's your poison? And sometimes it's literal poison. So nobody goes there anymore because it got <laughs> shut down by the hobbit department of food. By the food and, the mayor. Yeah. Hobbit department of food and stuff. That's their most important governmental department. The FDA is the uh, most important. The Department of Agriculture is the, is the most Agriculture. important department. Have you read Shoe yet? No. Oh, my God. So good. You said FDA as the most important like government bureau, and now I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, Chew. So then after they leave the, the Green Dragon Inn, we get a, a quick shot of Sam and Frodo walking yep. home. Oh, but I, I forgot one of my favorite lines in, in this, oh, this movie. Oh, my, you're sweet talking? Yeah, my, you're sweet talking. And Frodo's like, don't worry, Sam. Rosie knows an idiot when she sees one. <laughs> Does she? <laughs> he just looks so concerned. I always took that to mean that it was kind of a jab at Sam for being a little bit of an idiot. Yeah. But he takes it so sincerely. He, he takes it very personally. 
he should give her more credit. Yeah. He's, like, super into her, but, like, she can't see past the the cup she's cleaning. Like, <laughs> she deserves more credit than that. Yeah. Oh, Samwise. Oh, Samwise. So Gingy. unlucky in love. <laughs> well, he has Frodo. Yeah. But there's that, that scene of them walking home, and then they get to back end, and Frodo pushes Sam away. <laughs> Go Go home. Are they... Are they, like, drunk? Probably. Just, like, oh, buddy. They do look kind of stumbly. Yeah. Are they supposed to be drunk? Probably. they just drank. We're just drinking. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a difference between, like, going out for drinks and then going out to get drunk. Yeah. But they look look a little stumbly. They got a nice buzz going. Like, happy. Happy drunk. And Frodo's like, go home, Sam. Do you, think you can't Sam, stay the night. Do you think Sam is like a, an emotional drunk? Like he just starts crying? No, I think he, I think we've just seen him as just being very introspective. Like an angry drunk? No. Oh. Just He just gets very quiet and into himself. Mm. Very, very deep in thought. I think if he has a little too much, he starts crying. Hugging everyone. No, not even. I always loved you guys. No, he's not the huggy drunk. The huggy drunk is Frodo. Frodo is the huggy drunk. Mary and Pippin are like the do it for the vine drunk, <laughs> just like ja- like hey, this is welcome to Jackass, and it's just like Mary and Pippin like diving off of a springboard into like a hoop of fire and a duck pond or something like <laughs> whatever. Uh, but I think Sam is the the weepy drunk, like he just gets so overwhelmed with himself that he just starts crying. <laughs> You know, I one of the things I like about this minute is Gandalf is so like grimy and grungy, and mm. the place is torn apart. It's like Gandalf, what were you doing? He was looking for the ring. Is Why? it secret? Is it secret? Is it safe? Well, he couldn't find it, right. so clearly. I mean, the design guys talk about it a little bit in the commentary. They're just like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for the place to be ripped apart like this, but we wanted to like build tension and make you think that there was a ring wraith after Frodo. I mean, it is kind of creepy. Like, yeah, it almost looks like. Bag end in the dark like that with the the sound effects that they're using, um, it's almost like a sub. That's the ship creaking. Yeah, the wood creaking sound it, effect. It almost again. feels like you're in like an empty submarine. If the sub was made of wood, well, like it, it it's creaky and it's isolated and it's dark. Um. Okay. And it's all round. It's all closed in. See, I just keep thinking of the hull of a ship. I think it's it's the round doors and the roundness of the like a port construction. Hole. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if your submarine was made of wood, and then Gandalf like reaches out of the darkness and like grabs Frodo and like snatches him, like not just a gentle hand on the shoulder, like he, hey, like, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, he like grabs him and turns him right around. He's like, is it secret? Is it safe? I think he's been. Like tripping a little bit. Well, he's been, you know, sleeping in ditches and under bridges. I guess. What happened to his cart? Mm-hmm. What happened to his horses? Well, he um, he probably rode a horseback. Still takes like two months to cross Middle Earth on horseback at a at a fast pace if you don't have to stop anywhere. Yeah, that's true. So in the commentary, <sighs> they do finally mention that <laughs> they changed the timeline. They changed the timeline. And I'm, like, still embarrassed that we didn't realize <laughs> that. You know, the way that the timeline's presented in the book, it's easy enough to just be like, 
okay, even in the movie, this much time could go by. I know that, like, the rest of the hobbits don't really, like, age the way that they should for this, and you could argue that Frodo's protected by the ring. But I've, I always just kind of wrote that off as, like, hobbits don't really age very quickly. Well, they... Because even the gaffer is supposed to be, like, in his 90s. Yeah, he looks pretty good. Yeah. But they also make everyone a little younger. Yeah. I mean, a lot younger. Yeah. Well, Merry and Pippin are probably the same age they're supposed to be because they are supposed to be significantly younger than Frodo. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember if Sam is too or if Sam's is supposed to be a little older than Frodo, but it looks like Sean Astin. I mean, I had no idea that Elijah Wood was 18. I thought 18 he was when like they 25. Filming, yeah. I thought he just looked perpetually like a child. But he's literally... What is this child doing on set? He's literally like a child at this point. Orlando Bloom rambles for about two and a half minutes (laughs) in the cast commentary about uh, just how amazed he is at Elijah Wood, this this young actor. And he just like goes on and on and on. Well, Orlando Bloom at that point was not very old Uh, either. He's like... No, he wasn't. What, early 20s? Probably. He might have even been like... I used to know his birthday. I know... (laughs) I think he was born in 76. Yeah. Yeah. So. In 19. So it's 2016 right now. All right. So in 2001, how old would he have been? 25? Yeah, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So. Ha ha. There you go. So he's not. Good detective work. He's like six, seven years older than Elijah Wood at that point. They're all really young. Except for Ian McKellen. Right. But. It's John Davies. Right. I'm not sure how old Viggo Mortensen is. I don't care. He's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Viggo Mortensen's so attractive. It's okay. I was talking to uh, Melly, our friend Melly, and she's going to be on the week that Aragorn shows up in Brie and she's like I feel like my minutes are coming up and so I looked at the sheet and it's minute 63 I think oh man like an hour into the movie wow he's he's literally the title character of the third movie and we don't even meet him until like an hour over an hour into the extended cut I mean he's not even actually named for longer than that right he's not named until the council of Rivendell yeah. By Legolas, the biggest fanboy. <laughs> Do you know to whom you speak? Blah, 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 blah. Legolas, you're but, embarrassing me. Right. Sit down. Chill. <laughs> Legolas has no chill. It's like an A-list celebrity in a B-list party. He's like, he just, calm down. <laughs> he just kind of, like, makes <laughs> eye contact with with Elrond, and Elrond's just like a shrug. I can't control him. <laughs> He's not mine. <laughs> you know those Merkwood elves. <laughs> Always getting into trouble. <laughs> then there's like a cutaway scene and it's just the Randall at a literal rave. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You know, I, I um this minute's relatively light on a, on a lot of things. The heavier bit of the week is going to be, I think, the minute after tomorrow. 
Yeah, because he starts... Uh, Their conversation at the table or whatever. Yeah, he starts uh, exposition Gandalf. But right now, like, there's not a whole lot going on, but I love the idea that, like, is it secret, is it safe? And then Frodo goes and gets the ring. You know, this thing that he's told is, like, super important. We have to protect it. It's, it's, it needs to be hidden and safe. It, it's really important. And Gandalf takes it and immediately throws it in the fireplace. Yeah, he's just, like... He snatches it up, and then in one fluid movement, he grabs it and then throws it in the fireplace. Forget this. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Frodo. You need to protect this ring as though it is your child. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. No one can find out about it. Why are you keeping it? your child secret and safe? You're not allowed to have kids. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. Children like, are need meant to, to be seen and not, not <laughs> heard and not seen. No. <laughs> What? What? Uh, you know, protect this ring. This is this is important. I'm gonna throw it in the fireplace. Yeah, I like that. I like because Frodo's response. And Frodo's is just, just like, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> That's gold. It's gonna melt. No. I mean, if you throw a gold ring in the fireplace for like 15 seconds, it's gonna get hot. It's not gonna melt. We just like throw it in the fireplace like Gandalf did, and then like keep Frodo back and like watch it. Yeah, <laughs> just brooding. <laughs> just <laughs> what's going on here? Oh my god, I love Hobo Gandalf, like crazy Hobo Gandalf. I feel like uh, I feel like he should have like twigs and, and crap in his hair. Where's his hat? He's missing his hat. He probably like threw it on the floor in Bag End, and then he's just, uh, uh, just tearing desks apart. <laughs> Where is it? Oh my god. Gotta, gotta find it. What the heck? <laughs> I mean, like, why did he tear the place apart? I think it's not like he doesn't know, like, alright, if I wait here, Frodo's gonna come I home. I think he's, like, tweaking. He's just, like, he's he... spent two months on the road thinking nothing but Frodo's in danger. Gotta get back. I don't know. Because he, like, he picks his head up from the scroll and goes, looks right at the camera and goes, Frodo. <laughs> And then we come to the green dragon in. Instead of so like I wonder if at any point in uh in editing, like when they were cutting the film, they're just like, alright, instead of the green dragon in scene, can we just have like a minute and a half of Gandalf riding across mid Crazy Hobo Gandalf montage? That's the greatest thing. Just Crazy Hobo Gandalf montage. Galloping on the horse. Rolling into a ditch to avoid a black rider. He's got He's, at one point, you know, in every Vietnam movie, there's that one guy who's crawling, crawling on the, the with the knife in his mouth. <laughs> it's just like Gandalf with his hat and his teeth crawling through the mud. No, like, just a knife. <laughs> no, his staff. So it's like wider. <laughs> just get a staff and his teeth crawling through the mud. His, he's not a dog. <laughs> How do you fit <laughs> It'd just be hilarious. It'd just be a funny visual. What in the world? There's like Gandalf hiding in a bush. Sees two people on the road, hides in a bush. Be one with the bush. Be one with the bush. Wait for them to go by. And Radagast. And then just runs. Radagast is What are you doing? Do you think maybe he got his like crazy hobo skills from Radagast? Yeah. Instead of like uh uh like a like a wartime montage, it's like a training montage. So Radagast is just sitting there, and it's like the music from Rocky, and he's just kind of like doing push-ups with his staff, and Radagast is sitting on the staff, just like with his arms crossed. <laughs> ba ba ba. <laughs> Dirtier, 
dirty. <laughs> He's like taking a shower in mud. <laughs> a bird takes a shit in his hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, I was like, oh, oh. no, don't yell. <laughs> and Radagast like, no, you just you let it happen. It's fine. Just let it happen. Oh my god! <laughs> it's the bird. Be one with the bird. Be one with the bird. Oh my god! That's re- oh my god! <laughs> you have to let the mess be again. Ew! You have to just like it's literally like meditating. <laughs> well, pigeons are just pooping on them yeah. like statues. <laughs> And Radagast is like, let it be. That's so gross. (laughs) The horse is like, I'm out of here. This is weird. (laughs) And that's why he doesn't have the horse. (laughs) I just want like gritty Gandalf crawling through the mud trying to avoid Nazgul. Instead of his hat, it's just a bandana. Yeah. He's got a a knife in his teeth. (laughs) Rambo. (laughs) He has like a necklace of like ring wraith fingers or (laughs) whatever. Orc ears. <laughs> do orcs have ears? Yeah. Some, Some of, of them, them do. Oh. Now we know why. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think I think we <laughs> I think we can move oh, on. Oh. Oh, so, we have news. <laughs> we got distracted. There's news. Yeah, there is news. So literally yesterday right yeah yeah november 7th so yesterday uh they just announced that uh james strong who directed some episodes from broadchurch and downton abbey as well as doctor who um is going to direct a uh tolkien biopic yeah for what is it i don't remember the name of the production company uh, but it's uh, it's a British project, naturally. And it would be. It's cool that the two guys producing Bob Shea and Michael Lynn are actually the people that greenlit Peter Jackson for the Lord of the Rings movies when they were still at New Line. So they're just they're just Tolkien nerds, apparently. Well, I mean, it worked for them fifteen twenty years ago. So hmm. yeah. It's unique features. So they're they're gonna be producing it's their own production company. So it's not New Line, it's like a like an indie yeah. films production company. Which is cool. There's no it just, just got an it literally just got announced, so there's no casting, there's no release date or anything. Yeah. But I think it's just that, an announcement that the project is being worked on now. Mm-hmm. They're they're figuring out Uh, And the script is written by Angus Fletcher, who I guess has been on the Blacklist a couple times. And the Blacklist is like a prestigious um, screenwriting list. Like people, like the way scripts circulate is like you, it's all about who you know. Yeah. So the Blacklist is basically... These are really great scripts that haven't gotten produced yet. We're going to put them all on the list. And it's voted by uh, 
different people and that work in the industry. Hmm. It's kind of like this, it's becoming more um, mainstream, but it started off as like this underground, like, hey, look at this awesome thing that I read from such and such's friend, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This came across my desk. No one's picked it up. Uh, I yeah. think other people should read this and see if anyone yeah, wants it. Yeah, basically. So he's, and he's written a few other things. It looks like um, little things for different smaller production companies, which is cool. And apparently he spent six years researching it, so. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's exciting. So I assume that that'll be out either next year or the year after. Yeah. So that'll be, I hope they, I hope they uh, release it in theaters. Yeah, I'd, I'd go see that. Because for sure it'll be, it'll make the, the, um, the film festival circuit, but I want it to actually get a pretty big release because that'd be cool because we yeah. live in middle of nowhere, Maine, and yeah. the nearest indie theater is probably in Massachusetts. Probably. <laughs> I mean, it could be somewhere in Vermont. They're a pretty indie place. Oh, that's true. But uh, I don't know. But it has to be like a big city. Yeah. Like, you know how movies will have limited release and it's only, like, L.A., yeah. New York, Chicago, Boston? Yeah. That's basically it. <laughs> Some limited release stuff makes its way to Portland, Maine. Yeah, but that's still, like... Two hours away? Two hours. Regardless. I don't know if I want to drive two hours to see a movie. I might want to go two hours to see this movie. Yeah. We'll see. I, I I am very interested to see who they decide to cast as uh, Tolkien. Yeah, me too. Because um, apparently it's about uh, his love story, um, how he met and wooed and married his wife, and then uh, the outbreak of World War One. Yeah. And his time in the trenches. So that'd be really cool. I'm all into, like, period drama. That's yeah. my That's my jam, so <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> I can't wait to learn more. Yeah. We will uh, keep an eye on this more as the story develops. Mm. <laughs> um, but I think that's it for this Yeah, one. I think that's it for this minute. All right. Take us so, home. You can find us online at duelinggenre.com. Email us at contact at lordoftheringsminute.com. We're on Twitter at LOTR Minute. Tumblr, lotrminute.tumblr.com. We have a regular Facebook group as well as a listener page called Fellowship of the Mic, which we will happily add more listeners to. You can find us on iTunes where you should leave us a five-star review. Please. Please. <laughs> you should you. listen to Cassandra and our uh, two guests that we've had so far, Nick and Scott, on Doctor's Companion. You can also find Scott and Nick on Back to the Future Minute. And the three of them all work on Geek by Night, a wonderful audio drama that's been nominated for some awards. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully everyone went out and voted for those Audioverse awards already. Yeah, because the voting's over. Because the voting is over. <laughs> and pretty soon there's going to be Harry Potter Minute. Yeah, uh, their first episode drops on the 14th, so next next Monday. Oh, wow, they got that rolling quickly. Yeah. And uh, if you would like to lend us some support, if you're... Lend that, us. That kind We're not of, paying you back. <laughs> that kind of that kind of cool person. You can support us on Patreon at duelinggenre.com slash support. There's also a one-time donation button on the website, and we are still working on merchandise. And as always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. We'll see all of you tomorrow, or you'll listen to us tomorrow. We'll see you. Is it secret? Is it safe? Probably not. Find out next time.
Bye.